All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. Gentlemen. Yeah. I'm very excited for this episode, mostly because there haven't been any matches. We're in the midst of an international Oh, there have been matches, Scott. Well, not ones that not matter. Not Premier League matches. Not Premier League matches. But can I tell you, as excited as I am for this episode, I'm also furious. Mm. Furious. Fury. Why is that, Scott? Thank you for asking, Brian. I'll tell you. The answer is that there was an international break in the first place. Mm. This pandemic is raging. And by raging, I mean more and more people are getting positive than ever before. And... When the consequences of getting this virus, whether it affects your health or not, means that you have to sit out for a couple of weeks of matches, the dumbest thing that you can do is encourage international travel. Agree completely. Are we going to get to the place where the the two-week quarantine isn't going to be important anymore? No. No. But why not? I don't know. But here's the bottom line. But you know what? I will agree with you. That is the rule right now. Yes. So – Playing by the rules, why why are they doing it? I, I agree. With, I completely agree with you. You take these teams. In theory, they're they're in these semi bubbles within their own clubs. Agree. Yep. Staying safe, being eligible for the for the club that's paying them to play their home club, and then you send them literally out all over the entire world. Nearly impossible to contain at that point. There's no bubble. Bubble burst. And what are we seeing? We're seeing clubs with important players getting lost. For the upcoming game week nine, because of positive tests of COVID-19. Maybe, now, maybe nine and ten, depending on when they get it. Very true. Obviously, the big news has been Mo Salah, but he's nowhere near the only one. So many guys. Matt Doherty, probably out game week nine because he's contracted COVID-19. Ireland has it. Egypt has it. England's escaped it this time, I think. But they're hit with the injury bug in their camp. You know, I, I don't know why people just don't commit to going and getting it. And then it's over. Just just get it over with. I suspect a lot of SEC football coaches encouraged what you just... Look, uh... You know who's not going to get it? Mikel Arteta. Already had it. Yeah, there you go. He's one of the first coaches that get it. Sure. He already had it. Just let everyone get it. Get it in the offseason and then be over it. Yeah, I'm, I am very. I am legitimately concerned I, I, because I made my two free transfers already. So between our last episode and now, this episode as we record, I have made my two free transfers. I finally sent out the two guys I was threatening to send out for a couple of weeks. Mo Salah and? You, you would think, right? You, you would think. I mean, I have Mo Salah. Mo Salah is going to be on my bench for game week nine. And my point is, regardless of who my free transfers were, 
a lot of teams are going to have players on their bench that cost a lot of money because they're sitting out over COVID-19 protocols. Yeah. Game week nine is going to be rough. Yeah. Especially if you don't have like a wild card available. Now you do, Dave. I do. Brian, you have yours available. I also have my wild card I, available. I just don't know. I was looking I, at I mean, my... as things go right now, I mean, I don't feel like I need to use it. I don't think I do either, but uh, my concern is my, my bench, if I was able to wild card, I would fill my bench out. And right now it's filled with Tyreek Mitchell and Jimmy Dunn. Is it Jimmy Dunn? Really? Oh, you, cause, okay, you have Jimmy Dunn still? Well, I haven't. He's in my. Yeah, look, he's he, in my last spot. I haven't been able to get rid of him. And then Jorginho, who's been replaced in the Chelsea starting lineup. So if Sterling doesn't play this week, I'm like, oh man, like I haven't taken a negative four. I made a transfer, went from uh, Rodriguez to Fernandez. I think I said that last pod, but I, I just, I just want to start eleven, eleven I know, best friends. Right? I just want to start eleven best friends. Scott. I hear that. I, I'm with you. I, I don't know what to make of it. It's going to be an interesting week as players report back to their clubs this is an as important a week as ever that you just pay attention to the news that you pay attention to what's going on who's going to be available for selection who's not i'm going to watch more manager press conferences than i probably ever have because you're going to have to to know what's going to happen starting this saturday when game week we're going to have to get ben dennery on that hotline <laughs> I'm, gonna Twitter, need, I'm gonna need to get some DMs. He he's probably gonna be tweeting so much that his phone's gonna get hot yeah. to the touch. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I I think the biggest thing. I, mean, I we've talked about it weeks and weeks ago. You know, just even in lessons learned through the first I don't know five or six weeks of the season. But I mean, this really is. I mean, it's it's a reason why. I mean, as tempting as it is to make you know, rush transfers or whatever. It just, it just makes less sense now than it ever has. And I think, and Mo Salah is a perfect example. Scott, you were screaming a little bit ago, screaming at the top of your lungs, like a shrill prepubescent girl about how angry, shrill as a, shrill as a, as a peacock being <laughs> strangled on the banks of the, of the Amazon river. You are screaming about people transferring, <laughs> transferring out Mo Salah. All right, can we just go ahead? In actually, in, yeah, Brian, can we just go in, ahead and in preface droves? This? Can we preface this by saying, sure, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and call this the dumb mass move of the week. Yeah, great. Two hundred fifty thousand people have transferred out Mo Salah for what's going to be one missed match. Mo Salah, one missed match. You're sending out. I get it. That's a lot of money to put on your bench. Totally get it. Guess what I'm going to not do? I'm not going to send out Mo Salah. I'm also not going to put him on my bench. What, I'm going to let what? him get subbed in and just actually see him not play and have someone come in off my bench. But 250,000 people have transferred out Mo Salah. And I appreciate the 250,000 people who have done that because now his price has dropped this evening, this very moment as we sit here. Uh, to twelve twelve point three, he is wow. now. He had gone up to twelve point four. He is now twelve point three. Wow! So if you are really keeping close, you're really watch, buying stocks here. If you're really keeping close watch on value, if you've earned the point two that you had earned on him, if you started at twelve, mm -hmm, uh, you now Just lost, lost one of those tenths. Good, so, good luck for, for what it's back. worth, I'm sure people will buy him back. Well, I'm listen, sure it'll be fine. In game week 10, he'll return at Brighton, Yeah, and drop a hattie, and everyone will and love everyone that. will go bring his price right back up. Right. And that's kind of the point. 
sending out a guy like Mo Salah, well, I get it. You don't want to have that much money not play. Bringing a guy that price back in is not the easiest thing to do. So what if you're sitting out for two weeks? Would you still do it? Would you still not sub him? And, and or if you had your transfer, why not sub him out and then just bring him back next week? If you would have done that, you wouldn't have lost a tenth. You actually would have sold high. That's frivolous. And then, and then it is a little back. frivolous. I, I have a hard, I, I, I have a hard time doing that personally. Like I get it, I get it. If that's anyone's move, I get it. But I want to make a free transfer with the intention of bettering my squad for as many weeks as possible with that transfer. I hate frivolous free transfers. It feels like a waste of money. And so if I'm going to send out Mo Salah, it's going to be like I did with Aubameyang. I sent out Aubameyang and brought in Bruno, and really hoping Aubameyang wouldn't turn it on right away, and he hasn't Mm -hmm. for three weeks since I sent him out. But Bruno has made my squad a lot better, and I'm going to keep Bruno for the foreseeable future. Bruno's hosting West Brom, I think, this coming week. Bruno might get triple captain just to help me make up those Mo Salah points. He is currently my captain. And and why not? If it's not Mo Salah hosting West Brom, or I'm sorry, Bruno Fernandez hosting West Brom, it's going to be DCL at Fulham, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with Spurs playing City, that sort of neutralizes your captaincy there. I'm not kidding when I say Bruno Fernandez, unless I hear some news that makes me nervous about Bruno Fernandez or or United in those dressing rooms, I am potentially going to captain triple captain Bruno Fernandez in game week nine. But this is the fun. We have a week, kind of an extra week here built in. We missed the matches this past weekend, but it gives us some time to talk about some stuff that we don't always get to. So that's what this episode's going to be. Brian is going to bring the stats. Brian's bringing mm-hmm. the stats tonight, so we're going to get into that here very shortly. I've put together a points quiz. I love playing these points quizzes. Mm. At, at game week, you know, between seven or eight game weeks into the season for, for these clubs, who has the most points for the clubs at their position – I've got a, f- a classic four-four-two. I'll try not to cheat. Quiz that I'm going to play. Don't check this before right. we do it. Do we I'll need to do this to. first so that you're not tempted? Yes, we should do this first. All right. We're going to look at the schedules for the next segment of the season, <laughs> game weeks 9 through 12. This is the next four-match segment. Mm-hmm. And then game week 12 is the last weekend before we get into the first midweek game week of the Premier League, game week 13. So we're going to look at 9 through 12. I've kind of got a way of looking at the schedules, Brian, that I think you'll appreciate okay. and also despise at the same time. It's going <laughs> to be right. great. That sounds like my kind of thing. Dave and I have made six bets already this season. Yes. We're going to revisit those. And then we'll give a final look at game week 9 before we wrap up this shortened show. Brian? This deep into the introduction, let's get on with the international break. Listen, I just wanted to get the coronavirus no, done and out of no, the way of up course. front. I'm now not, we can focus on not, what Don't matters. hear that as criticism. I'm just, I'm just happy to get things rolling. So as I promised, I've got four defenders, four midfielders, and two forwards. Yep. I'm going to give you the club and the position you're going to tell me, you two gentlemen are going to tell me what highest player has the highest score. overall points so far on the season in FPL for that club at that position. All right? Brian, okay. you realize what, what this truly is. This is a way for you to win easily in a, no, in a no, competition. No, no. This is a way for Scott to make me, like, make me look silly. Oh, you feel bad about this? Yeah. I'm pretty sure the last time we did this, you won. Dang. You usually win this. Uh, you have a sixth sense for this kind of thing, and I'm I'm just I'm just looking at I'm just looking at numbers. I don't care about <laughs> points. All right, so listen. All right, here we go. I will 
allow you to name the same player. So you can both get a, a, a okay. point on this, okay. all right? Oh, my. That's good. If you want. Right. Yeah, um, we, you shouldn't have to go opposite if you both yep, think. Yep, you don't have to go opposite. Okay. But I do recommend you guys give each other a chance to maybe go first. Every every other you better play. Right. You better play right. like Brian, dr- this. First. Better be dramatic. Let's get into music this. under this. All right. the, Let's through start, the through the entirety. Let's start with the defense. Like, like pan flute level intensity. Can I, I, nothing can handle the pan flute level. Intensity. Girl from Ipanema level intense. <laughs> hey guys, over uh, here, Scott. All right, we're, we're waiting on you. All right, let's do this. We're gonna start off with <laughs> four defenders. Mm-hmm. All right, first Spurs. The top scoring defender for Spurs? Yes. It's your team. You go first. Top scoring defender for Spurs. Uh, By the way, this is not going to be an easy quiz. I am going to go with... I'm going to go way off script here and say Toby Alderweireld. I want it to be Regulon. I knew you would. You're both wrong. Ah. It is Matt Doherty. Ah, crap. Doherty, uh, largely on the back of his assists. I was going to say, I almost picked Aria. Did you? I thought about Aria for a minute. I thought you might, too. I, I honestly, based on based on the pods I've listened to this season, right. I knew that. All right, you're both at zero, so that's okay. There's, All right, there's I feel, lots I feel of time to go. as good now as I feel like I'll feel at the end. All right, defender go- for Everton. It's Michael Keane. Oh, my gosh. That's a good guess. I'm going to... I don't want it to be Luka Dina. I'm going to go Yeri Mina. First point of the game is scored by Dave. It is yeah. Michael oh, Keane. Man, Michael Keane. You know what's weird about Michael Keane? This is something we can talk about real briefly with stats. I just want to say this can be my one point of uh, of trashing the um, on the ICT index. I don't know how many people use that anyway as a sorting tool for yeah. FPL. Influence is probably the lamest, worst possible way <laughs> yeah. to sort anything, and I'm glad that I'm glad the metric is there. Michael Keane is fourth overall in influence. In influence. He's very influential on the ICT index. It just shows you how useless it is as a sorting and decision making tool, <laughs> and how you can be completely influential in your match and be completely FPL useless. Seriously, has anyone ever Honestly. said you know what? That Michael Keane, that guy is an influencer. Oh, he's hugely influential He's today. not that creative. He's, he's he threat, has, his he threat can, level's he, a little bit higher he, than Mina's. I nearly. think I'm going with Michael Keane. Is that the me. kind of stat that says more about the creator of the stat than the players yeah, I think it's stats. yes. I think it is like I think the the yes. I think it's exactly that. Someone to say, wow, I've put together a way to show the overall influence of the player. On the- someone's going through and entering in and changing influencers up and down influence. every week. Yes. Who is the influence? No wonder guy? they don't have time to sort out league tables. They're creating scores for influence. <laughs> the computer is taking up so it's taking up so much of its of its memory to process that most of the players that are in there and you look at it and you're like oh kurt zuma he's number one overall in influence so yeah that makes sense yannick vestergaard number four aaron cresswell fifth michael Keane, fourth <laughs> like michael Keane is like the most useless guy that you could choose at this point. You wouldn't pick He's him. the number one scorer in Everton. Well, and yet he's the number one Everton. I know. Right, maybe, maybe, maybe I've, maybe you've disproved me 
right there off the bat, and this right. is getting worse and worse for me. One point ahead of Dina, seven points ahead of me now. Lester. I'm pretty certain about this one. I think I, 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 I would I, I would think, die on the Castagna. I think it's I don't think there's any chance it's, it's anyone but Timothy Castagna. I agree. I Not even James Cast- Justin? No, I think it's Castagna still. I, w- I would agree. I agree. You're both right. Castagna still is yeah. one point more than James Justin. I, I that would guess is way closer. I guess it would be close um, than I would have thought. Uh, Castagna is uh, there's. Oh man, I've got a stat for him too. That's such a good one too. Castagna, I think of all like this is a uh, this might make it into a stat article this week. I think it's going to be in there that a player's defenders and touches in the in the opposition box. Timothy Castagna is third he is 20 he's touched the ball or touched in has a touch in the opposition box 20 times it's the third most of any defender and he's done it in six matches Tariq Lamptey has 21 and and so I just think I think everyone recognizes that Castagna has been good so far I mean I just they're they're like just knowing how frequently and how far forward he's getting it's it when Ricardo Pereira is back in there and healthy, and you're not talking about James Justin again. Yeah, that that is going to be, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice for them. It's true. All right, one last defender, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Uh, Tyreek Mitchell. I was, I'm thinking it's. Is it too? I it's, think it's, it's him. Not, honestly, it's something more obscure. It's probably Gary Cahill. I think it's. I was. I'm going to. I was gonna guess if you were gonna guess him, I was gonna guess Scott Dan, just because I know that. I don't think either one of us. Just because right. I know that Scott Dan it's scored a goal. That's the did. only yes. It's the only reason why. But it might be Mitchell. Mamadou Sako can't be him. Probably. No, absolutely not. There's <laughs> can't no be way. Him. No. Even uh, if it is, Anhold hasn't done enough. Hasn't played enough has, yet uh, to come back yet. Who is the other back Ty- other than Tyree Mitchell's been playing for? Who's well, so on the other side, it's or, been uh, it's been. Um, Klein for for a minute now. So it's got it. I would say uh, it, it's you might be. With, I'm gonna stick with Mitchell, uh, and then you you can have Dan. For but, fun, I'll stay with Scott Dan. It's tied. It is Scott Dan. Whoa, oh, man! Call, Scott Brian. Dan with 18, Tyrick Mitchell with 15. So through the defenders, Blast. it's two points apiece. Let's go to the but two forwards. Points per pound. Oh, well, I got a point for Castagna. We both voted for Castagna. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Two points apiece. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's go to the two forwards. First, Burnley. Bad Burnley. I mean, it has to be Chris Wood. No, it's J-Rod probably. If it is, it's, there, nothing could illustrate how bad of a season Burnley has had <laughs> than that. J-Rod probably has like eight, and Chris Wood probably has like oh. seven. Can I just tell you that the fact that you're deliberating over I know. this says everything about Burnley's season Holy. that needs to be said. I, I, yeah. I, I won't go Chris Wood. I will go anti-Chris Wood and I will go Jay Rodriguez. Please tell me it's not Finger Mask. Uh, Brian? Yeah, I, I'm just going to stay with Chris Wood. I All just right. think there's no way it's not. And, it, and I will be humiliated if it isn't. It is Chris Wood. Oh man! He has 18 points, but it's got to be close. It's actually not. He's, oh, okay. he's doubled okay. up on okay. Ashley Barnes, uh, but again, the fact that it was even a question says everything about Burnley. Chris Wood, uh, 
Chris Wood, one of the great underachievers uh, so far. Not just that Burnley this is season. Not just that Burnley is sucking. We all know that. But Chris Wood uh, is one of the players who has had four big chances this season so far. And you'd think that someone the quality that we've seen at, up yeah, through so far in his career, you'd expect Chris Wood to be better. And uh, Chris Wood has one goal. Uh, on four big chances. I'm, I'm so pretty sure that one goal came in game week two, which was their first match of the season, because I think I had him for that match, and then I sent him out for DCL after that. Yeah. That felt really good. Still feels good. All right, one more forward question for you, gentlemen. Brian's now in the lead, three points to two. All right. Dang it. You're getting this. Southampton. Southampton forward. You know who it, you know who it, well, it, you know who it can be. Yeah. It's Shane Long. <laughs> well done. It is well uh, no. I'm gonna. It's Charlie Austin. I'm gonna stick with with Che Adams. I'm gonna go with Che Adams. I think he's <sighs> overtaken Ings. He probably has gone over past Ings. It's not know. points I per don't game. Know, though. Isn't yeah, it I interesting know. though that this is it's actually close. a question? It is close now because Ings because well, I mean the Ings lost that last match. And, I love the fact that this is even che. a question at this point. I, I think it's Che. I'm, I'm gonna go with Che. I'll say Ings. Okay. Ings might have held on. Brian is taking a commanding. Gah! Oh man, Ings did hold on. Ings forty-seven, Adams forty-one. It's. I mean, honestly, though, I mean, the fact that Che Adams, Che Adams, a closed the gap in scoring between the two of them, and yeah. B, he he stabilized. He, you know, early on, I mean, I wrote about it. We talked about it multiple times. How he was he was up there with all the rest of the top scorers in big chances and he just wasn't finishing and he everyone i think everyone was kind of getting sick of it so that's why i know that's why i sold him because i couldn't stand to hit see him hit the hit the bar one more time <laughs> and then he started kicking him straight that's right all right dave i'm gonna give you a chance to get back into this all right we get into the midfield struggling it's brian's guess i'm just picking based on name Next. value this is like getting this is like getting beaten by someone that doesn't know what they're doing because they like the jersey <laughs> all right. Well, I'll change what I was going to do then. Let's go. We're going to the midfield. Midfield. All right. West Ham. West your, Ham. your hammers, Brian. West well, Ham West midfield. Ham midfield is a is a tricky one because I know that Bowen and Fornals were really close because I know that was a big point of discussion. But I I don't think Sochek got up there with those no, guys no yet. Way. No way. I'm going to guess that it's Jared Bowen. I was leaning Fornals, so this this is good. Dave's back in the match. All yes. right. Pablo Fornals, yes. 42. Jared Bowen, 36. Yes. Man. All right, Dave, you ready? Okay. Fornals has been good. So he's so been under the radar those good. Are, those are decent overall scores through seven matches yeah. for them. It's not bad. That's an average of six over seven matches. I cannot wait until we get an all clear for however many more weeks Mikhail Antonio can hold those hamstrings together. I, I want... <laughs> those are West, fraying ropes. Pal. West Ham Antonio <laughs> so all, makes everyone else so much more dangerous. I just I think we should all be rooting for them. Alright, Dave, you ready? Let's do it. Arsenal midfielder. Oh, lord. <laughs> wow. Um, Could it be Pepe? Is it possible? <laughs> it might be. And once again, the silence on this one tells you everything you need to know about Arsenal's season so far. At least offensively. 
I'm going to guess Sokka. And then I'll leave it to you, Dave. Because I just... Oh, it was I, my guess first. You kind of put me... Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I was taking so long. No one will actually know how long I took because the power of editing. Um, <laughs> man, I... This can be a full-length pod if you keep all I, these pauses. I think I have to go with you, though. I, I'm going to I'm gonna double... No, that's not fun. You, you either you either risk it. I gotta I gotta go, Oppo somewhere. I'm gonna go William, who Whoa. hasn't scored since week one, pretty much. I'm gonna go William. Okay. Because I don't think anyone else has done anything to to catch up. Sokka has 18 points so far in the season. Didn't That's William, not enough. Didn't William have like 15 in week yeah. one? William has 27 so far. It is still a bombier. But only with oh, I wasn't even considering him. But only with thirty. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were. I, was, I, I, I wasn't considering. I Obama deliberately Yang. chose not Aubameyang. I, I totally I, forgot. Uh, okay. Honestly, yeah. that would have changed it because. Uh, uh, but only only thirty points. Only three above Willian. I think it's all the other things, like the points. I think overall, if you have I just a, forgot he got that many back. points, is is probably not. It's not the worst. It's just that, that at that price, you're never, you would have never wanted that. I think all, all right. the other stats are the things that are so damning for him. I saved the two best midfield questions for last. What's the score? I'm, I'm still down. Ryan right? four, Dave three. Okay, okay you're right. in this, right. Dave. You very much have a chance gotta, to win this. I got a right. clean house here. You ready? Still in the midfield. Yeah. Chelsea. Ooh, That's okay. A hard one. It's a hard one, isn't it? That's almost worth two points. Oh, man. You go first on this one. Wow. Torginio. Man. I, that's one I wasn't considering. I, I, I was so <laughs> locked in on Kai Havertz, but I'm going to stay with Havertz because I was locked in. Havertz is 26. Oh, poop. Ziyech is 27. And already? Mount has 27. Jorginho has 37. Yeah! Wow, Jorginho is crushing. All right. All those and, early pens he and, had, and now he will never, he can't, he can't and now get the field. he'll never play. He can't again. get the field. This is it's. Right. Uh, I'm back in it, Brian. It's it all, it's Kovacic time. It all comes down to Kovacic this. and Conte. Four points to four points oh, with man. one midfielder remaining. Let me pour the last of my Sapporo. Brian, who sponsors us this week? This this week's Dave and Brian guest Scott's questions segment brought to you by. Sapporo, premium beer. Discover the perfectly balanced taste that's irresistible to all as you share rich moments with this masterpiece of the brewer's art. Sapporo. Sapporo Brewing Company, La Crosse, Wisconsin. It's actually a Vietnamese beer, if, you, uh, if you're wondering. Is that right? I thought it was Japanese. Um, it is. These are like wicked sturdy cans. Yes, these look like Vietnam-era cans. It looks like it was left over no. from the war. <laughs> these are, un- honestly, uh, from a can's sake... These are, sh- these are... I'm not sure you can get a better-looking can. These are artillery shell casings that have been repurposed <laughs> into beer containers. They are wicked thick. You know, like most cans you can just grab and kind of crush. Just gra- Scott, grab that yeah, and try to squeeze yeah, it. Yeah, I can't. You can't even... You can't do it. That's true. That's made with, like, 16-gauge aluminum. All right. Can we uh, finish our game? This right. is to wrap it up, and it's for all the marbles. All right. Here we all go. Marbles. Let's Midfielder yeah. for Newcastle. Oh. Newcastle. Midfielder. It's probably like a long staff. 
It's going to be someone dumb. It's not going to. It's not. It's not Saint Maximus. He scored like three points all year. It can't be him. He had one good game. Are we talking together through this? (laughs) Unless we both pick the same wrong guy and make it a perfect ending of us both ending wrong. I would love it to be Almiron, and it's not. No, it's not. There's Um, no way it's Almiron. It's not. It's not my guy. It's not Matt. It's not Matt Raggi Richie. Richie has two points on the season. Holy. Yeah, if it weren't for Matt Doherty dislocating his shoulder, he'd still be in there. He'd be in the running. I, I, I. Let's just be safe. Why can't I I'm, even think of I'm a picking, Newcastle midfielder? Well, your favorite guy, uh, John Joe Shelby, is in there. <laughs> I do love a Shelby. I think it's St. Maximin, and I think it's only on the heels of that one big game. I don't oh, think... you know who it could be. I... It could be freaking Ryan Frazier. Keeps substituting on and getting an assist here and there. It might be, because I, I literally can't think of anyone else who's done anything. I still think and it's... And I wouldn't I come still up th- with Frazier. I Frazier's th- a good call. It's. I still think it's St. Maximin, but I think it's going to be really close. Can it be... Can, can this question be St. Maximum or field? <laughs> <laughs> can I take the oh, field? Man, that is this a... isn't golf. This is not a golf podcast. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's probably uh, it fair, is, honestly, right, Brian? Right? Fair. Yeah. It's a fair question. All things considered, yes. Um, I will go with. Uh, I'm not going to guess the same on the last question as it's all tied up. Uh, I couldn't think of anyone else, Brian. I'll 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 go with Frazier. All right. I'll think. I'll take a wild hair with Frazier. I've, I've been all chalk this this guessing game, so go ahead. All right. Except for Alderviro, that's my one stray. All right. Well, this game will end with uh, a tie. Oh! Both of you getting fewer than half of these right. It's outstanding. Well done. Great. Great quiz. That makes sure. for great great uh, sure. material for our podcast. Yeah. Now the answer is Jeff Hendrick. Oh, forgot all about Jeff game. Hendricks. Scored that, it had that huge game, first game. Yeah, he tempted, scored like a 18. Tempted everyone game. enough to, to drive his price up a tenth, and yep. then everyone bailed on him because he was not good. Yeah. All yep. right. Scott, that's your favorite kind of guy to be the number one scoring midfielder. Hey, good game, like, Scott. Good game. I, I enjoy a good points quiz. That was eight, great. Eight game weeks in, lots of surprises there. All right, Brian. Yeah, man. Let's not talk about overall points anymore. Let's talk about some better stats than that. Okay. Give it to us. Well, so I put together, and this is going to appear in an article form uh, at some point this week. I was like, mentioned it last time we recorded. Just wanted to throw together kind of like statistics so far. Things that are not, uh, maybe not the first thing you choose for decision making. I think okay. everybody just kind of rides the wave. Like as a, XG or XA? Of course, XG is part of the I information, David. I can't wait for my brother, my brother Matt, to call well, me and bash me how stupid we are. Well, it's funny. That we would ever consider XG because XG doesn't score anything. Well, I think there's. Uh, that is, it is going to be a good moment for you. But I think Thank one you. of the. I'm looking forward to it. Like I just mentioned, you have all the tools that you have at your disposal, and I think you know FPL sets you up a little bit to be able to make informed decisions. But uh, I think stuff like I just mentioned, you know, the ICT index and the influence of a particular player, not helpful. Uh, you can look at the list and you can just say, yeah, I really am strongly considering Federico Fernandez, who is the eighth most influential player on the pitch. And then you look, and he's the 56th highest scoring <laughs> defender. So I think 
not good for your decision making. Again, like same with midfielders. You can't learn much from a metric that has Oriol Romeu and Jorginho ranked ahead of <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne yeah. and Marcus Rashford. Right. So sure. Um, I think once you get into like the one that we've talked about here a little bit more, just because there are players' names on there that I think you look at and you're like, oh, that's that's actually helpful. Is the threat rating like the way they measure a player's position, likelihood of scoring goals, the number of shots that they take. That seems important. The number one defender in threat rating, I defy you to name this name, and I think this is a guy that you already probably have considered up to this point. Tyrone Mings. I'm just no. kidding. I would have said Ben Chilwell. Actually, he's nowhere near. Chilwell's third. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, my second guess would be Vestergaard, only because I know he scored like three no. goals. Lamptey. Yes, Scott is exactly right. It's Tariq Lamptey is the number one most threatening defender. He's, he's threatful. Right. So Threatful. What, so what do you <laughs> do that? Like, what do you, what do you do with this? Like, of course, central defenders. Like, you own him. Harry Maguire is in there. You know, George Baldock is up there. Ty- oh, and Tyrone Mings is in the top ten. So there, so you're right. Adam Webster is way up there in this, you know, as threat goes. Like, there are defenders who are going to get in there. I just think... Tariq Lamptey, Andy Robertson, and Ben Shilwell are one, two, three on the season. That sounds about right. I think you. I, I'm, I just think you want to see that. You're happy to see that those guys are so uh, so close. Have been uh, taking shots within that kind of range, and are you know that measure that high. Uh, midfielders. I don't think there's any surprise to see Salah, Grealish, Zaha, Son, Mane, Sterling. The guy I've been raving about all season long and it's actually it's it's players number seven and player number nine harvey barnes is seventh on that list you thomas strong on harvey thomas barnes. socek is ninth on that list that's right they are ahead of bruno fernandez they're ahead of mares and and jared bowen and guys who are you know i get it the points are the points are elsewhere but when you're they have not been terrible and Thomas Socek for the price, like we said for it the last price. week. Yep. An unbelievable value. Harvey Barnes, like it's one of the reasons I said it a couple weeks ago. It's the reason why I'm not eager to get rid of him. He still is producing up to this point in the season for less than a lot of these other guys. To talk about XG really quick, I think the one of the tough things with, with it is that you look like the discrepancy it's sizable at times. So Hyungmin's son is probably the biggest discrepancy of the season so far. His XG is 3.78. He has scored eight goals this season. I think a lot of that is that I don't know that the XG was really high for him in the Southampton game, but he managed to put away every shot that he took on target sure. in that match. So I think that kind of mm. boosts it. Calvert-Lewin has one of the highest XGs at uh, like normal, but at 5.4, but he's scored eight goals. So he's kind of overachieving by XG standards up to this point. Patrick Bamford is the same, 4.86 uh, XG, but seven goals. Like, I just think you look at last season and you see the, the high XG, and I the only reason why I'm slightly concerned when there's a huge gap like that is – Look at last season, the XG from last season. The numbers end up, like, stabilizing. Mo Salah, 20.9 XG, 19 goals. Rashford, 19 XG, 
17 goals. Like guys over the course of the season, it like I, the reason why I think it's val- there's value to to evaluating thing that things that way. It ends up being pretty close. Raul Jimenez had a 17.06 xG. Guess how many goals he scored last season? 17. 17 exactly. No, he scored 17.06 goals. <laughs> yeah. No, like it ends up getting close. And like even like the exceptions, like last season, you know, guys that way overachieved. Danny Ings was like five goals over his XG. Vardy is always, he was five goals over his XG. Guys like Jesus and Roberto Firmino were way, way, way under their XG because they kept blowing all of their chances. So I think it's worth kind of paying attention to that a little bit. Like, I, I just don't know that you expect. Dominic Calvert-Lewin to score at like a 35% rate the entire season. That was my point last week. Right. There's going to be a time when we are talking about when to sell DCL. Yes, exactly. Like I think uh, And I think it's close to be honest with you. You love that Patrick Bamford is scoring as many goals as he's scoring up to this point cuz you love his price. Like it happened with Jordan Ayew last season. There's always someone who's fairly cheap, who is producing. And that shine wears off so fast. So fast. So I just, like, look, I think, you know, this, obviously you're not selling Calvert-Lewin this week, but um, either way. I just think they're, they're, those kinds of things are, are worth paying attention to. One of my favorite stats of this season so far, I just, this is unbelievable to me, in big chances. So actual big chances, opportunities for a player to score a goal uh, that you reasonably expect them to score when they get it. Jamie Vardy, far and away leading this uh, statistic for the season. 12 big chances. The next uh, highest number for players is nine. So Jamie Vardy has 12 big chances this season. Listen to me, people (laughs) of the world. He's good. Jamie Vardy has 29 touches in the opposition box so far this season. Unless he's had big chances outside the box, which I just don't think that's really Jamie Vardy's game, 41% of the times that he touches the ball in the opposition box has been classified as a big chance. A chance where you reasonably expect him to score a goal. That's crazy. That is unreal. Yeah. And a guy that we, you know, I, like... You look at the volume sometimes. No shots. Like, no shots in open play. Two touches in the box. And Sounds you look, like a bombing. And you look at it and you're like, he is just, as usual, just crushing it this year. It's the reason why it's true. I just don't think you ever look. I, I, unless he's hurt and, and the Brodge withholds. <laughs> Yeah. information. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how you can ever feel bad about having Jamie Vardy at any point, regardless of the makeup of the rest of your team. The Brodge withholds. <laughs> <laughs> Another great short story. <laughs> no, that sounds like Dave's next Amazon Prime binge watch. That's right. Um, one of my other guys, I mean, I, we've, I know, Scott, you hate him, but Ollie Watkins. Nine big chances so far this season, tied with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Patrick Bamford, Harry Kane, Heung-Min Son, blah, blah, and blah, Callum blah, Wilson. Blah, blah, <laughs> Look, blah, blah. Uh, Callum Wilson and Ollie Watkins are both 
under. So they've had nine big chances and have scored three goals or have scored six goals. So they're actually under. I mean, they reasonably could be higher this season than they are. I know you hate it. <laughs> I, I know you don't want to hear it. <laughs> for for purposes of betting and principles, I get it. You don't want to hear it. Um, one of my other favorites is that Mane and Salah are both tied on eight big chances so far this season. Because, of course, they are. Yeah, because fascinating. Because if Salah had not taken four penalty kicks, it would be perfect that they are also tied in open play goals <laughs> so far this season. You know what's interesting is I, I can't for the life of me figure out when Mane had those chances. I know all of Salah's. And that's that's probably ownership bias on my part with FPL, but the fact that they're the same, it seems yeah. like it seems like Mane has underperformed to this I point. I agree, and it's and he and it's third, and he's played one. Obviously, wow. has played one, crazy. one less, crazy, uh, crazy. one less match. Well, about not to be. Yeah, honestly, game week nine when Salah sits might be Sadio Mane's coming out party this season. Uh, the other one I think is especially as we get back, you know, coming out of the break. Assuming- Hold on. Yeah, I don't want to just. I just don't want to gloss over that. I think what I just said <laughs> might be a thing. Like Sadio Mane, triple captain incoming if you have him at this point, right? Against City? No, against no, Liverpool. It's Leicester. It's Leicester, Liverpool. I'm yeah. Wrong with me. Yeah, it's Leicester. Uh, triple captain, both Jamie Vardy and Sadio Mane <laughs> uh, in this match. Oh man, who is, do, do, do Liverpool have four defenders healthy? They might. I don't think so. By the time they get there, I think Jeez. they're going to play two midfielders Maybe. in defense. Um, look, I I've been on the Richarlison bandwagon here. I know Scott, another guy you hate, but he's one of those other guys. Oh he's, boy, he and uh, Chris Wood are actually tied. They have four big chances each. They each have a if goal. He's tied with Chris Wood. That's not very good. No, but he's only played five games. So that's, <laughs> that's the so true. so that's the so Richarlison's red card is the is the thing mm. that's really. I mean, statistically, Richarlison is up there with most of the other best attackers in FPL, and uh, his idiotic red card, yeah. which is probably not the last time we'll be saying those words. <laughs> it's not the first time, uh, right? So uh, just something to keep in mind. I think. <laughs> um, the other one was I just think that. KDB cannot keep and and I I just think we were gonna, we're going to be over this a thousand times. Just that Manchester City, how many more times are they going to not produce? KDB three big chances on the season has only scored one goal. Uh, just one of those guys that's really underachieving right now. That statistically, a guy of his quality, you expect I mean, that he's going to do. I was certain so much that more. I had him in my squad to start the season, and barring injury, he would never come out. Yeah, and there was an injury. Right, but he's not in my lineup right now. Yeah, and it could. I mean, we're this is this. It's Spurs. Uh, if you, if any one of those guys get, has a result against Spurs, given the matchups following that match, it will be an absolute skyrocket in price and ownership. You know what's interesting? <laughs> I felt like I was invincible to start this season because I had found a way. To have Aubameyang, Salah, and KDB in my midfield to start the season, and only one of those three guys is still in there, and he's got COVID right now. Yeah, it's a wonder how I've scored any points so far in this fantasy season. I, I'm not even kidding when I say that eight weeks in, I have forgotten what it's like to have fun at FPL because this has felt like a job. I just would like to hit a captain. <laughs> it's, True. It's crazy how hard this season feels. 
Yeah. And and obviously amplify that, you know, exponentially for real life managers and players right now to start this season. We can wrap this up, but I just think one of the other things I think that's pretty striking is that for defenders, Trent Alexander Arnold still has the underlying stats. Yep. They're obviously not as good as they as they were last season. Nope. And you know, one of the big ones is, you know, the the number of big chances that have been yeah. created. And he, you know, last season at this point, he and Fabino were second, I think, tied for second in the Premier League. I think they created seven big chances. I think he's got one yeah. this season so far. He's just, but he still has the highest. He is still one of the highest expected assist, yep, uh, rates of the, of any defender this season. He still is. I mean, he's. He still has a really high number of of chances created, like thirteen. He's tied with he's tied with Zaha and James Ward Ward Prowse. I mean, there's more players ahead of him maybe than there were last season. But whatever he's not doing, it's not like a it's not like Andy Robertson is necessarily filling in that gap. I think on the creativity side of it, Mo Salah is the one who's doing it, and that's the that to me is the biggest stat one. Other than Harry Kane leading all the creativity stats of <laughs> everyone over and above Jack Grealish and KDB and everyone else, Mo Salah has created 21 chances for his teammates this season. It's the most in the Premier League, and it's tied with KDB. Of course, KDB's played two matches less than Salah has, but Salah, would, at minimum, even if KDB's in there healthy for all the other ones, he's still second. He's ahead of Jack Grealish and, and Bruno, who also played one less match than he has. But either way, the fact that he's up there, I just think that says a lot about kind of the way he's playing, um, the way he's playing this season. So, Very good. Very interesting stuff. There's plenty more uh, where that came from. I mean, obviously, I think you're not... like Patreon.com. Look for FPL yeah. America Podcast. You will find it. Uh, Brian's FPL America, the article... Uh, has been outstanding all season long, and this is just a glimpse of what you'll continue to find there. Uh, don't forget, too, to check out the small donation tiers that you can opt into and uh, and, and get some minor perks. I'll call them minor. They're minor tiers, minor perks. Uh, but at this point, one of the best things that you can do is donate enough to join our Slack workspace yeah. and get this kind of football talk just about 24-7. I mean, it's... Just about every time I check Slack, there's updates, new things to read on there. Yeah. More conversation going on. A lot of fun. All right. The next segment of the season, is, as I've defined it, is game weeks 9 through 12. Now, since the start of the season, FPL has updated the color-coded fixture chart oh that Brian loves. You'll be interested to know that there are no more fives dark red matchups. No. That's not a thing anymore. Mm. Liverpool and City were fives. They were dark reds. They're fours now. A lot of changes have taken place. There are no more five matchups in the Premier League, which honestly is probably about right, given the way that the season has started for the first That's couple of months. There are a lot more twos and threes, and Spurs and Chelsea have moved up to four. United is a four. Leicester at Leicester is a four. Is there any ones? There are no ones. It's See, the lowest is two. I'm, now I'm it, skeptical of this it, of is this it? scale, Brian. We don't have a five. We don't have a one. Yeah, it's two it's through just four. A bunch of, but isn't that what the league is right now? I was going to say, yeah. there's nothing. There's This has never felt grayer in terms of what than, you than expect. Right no than, pun intended on year. the gray, because gray is a three. But anyway, 
you go into it, and I, what I did was I looked at the matchups for every club, and I, I went with the numbers that coincided with the colors on the charts. And I just added up the totals on those. And I wanted to see who's got the hardest schedule according to the numbers of the color-coded chart and who doesn't. I thought that could be the starting point for a conversation on upcoming right. schedules. Now, the median number, when you add them all up, is 12. There are eight clubs... If you add up all four matches, the total equals 12. So an average of three in terms of difficulty okay. in each match. You've got one club that has the hardest schedule according to this system. It's up. It's at 15. And unfortunately, it's it's poor, poor Fulham. Oh, no. I was going to guess it was Tottenham because I knew that Spurs have a really Ooh. rough run. But that is terrible. Fulham's upcoming match. If you still have Mitrovic or Lookman for whatever reason, Everton... At Leicester, at City, Liverpool is their next four matches. Hardest of the league, according to the color chart. Not great. If they have any, if there is any fight left in them, <laughs> they and they get a result out of those. Oh, it'll four. get squeezed out of them in the next month. Yeah, please. <laughs> so Fulham at fifteen. Right below them, you have two clubs, and one of them, Brian, is the aforementioned Spurs. Yeah, Spurs have. Tied for the second, hardest schedule in the next four weeks. City at Chelsea, Arsenal has anything, at Crystal Palace. Given, especially now with the Salah news, has anything changed about your opinion since last week for Kane and Son owners? You you don't want to transfer them all out. Okay. Salah, Son, and Kane out. It looks like a lot of people are doing Dave, that, though, you, with Salah and Son. Dave, you, Dave, you've shifted a bit, though. If you swapped, If you did a swap, you still are okay taking Kane out. If it's Vardy say to is. Vardy. Yeah, I okay. think I said that last week. I'm not going to fault anyone for that. But Son has been transferred out 195,000 times. That's a lot. I'm, I'm just going to, man, um, man Kane, Kane's leading the league in fantasy points. Uh, there's a City defense that doesn't scare me, a Chelsea defense that doesn't scare me, an Arsenal defense that uh, crazily out of this next stretch for them might be the stiffest, surprisingly. But Kane always scores on them. And then it's it's Palace and Liverpool, I, 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 Leicester. I I don't know, man. I'm just telling you. I I just think that uh, Kane can score on anybody, and if he's healthy, then it's tough to go away from him. Like I'm just not captaining him. But man. I don't. Again, I don't fault anyone. Well, no. I do you. Feel I like would him? absolutely captain Kane against Liverpool. So so With all Liverpool's defensive guys out. You telling me that that's not a. Maybe it's incoming so, triple. Captain. I know that's I something know. that, but I know that's something that is a proposed part of the strategic thinking that is that is out there is owning or not owning a player based on the idea that you would or wouldn't captain them. So the idea that the likelihood of captaining them is like the more likely you are to captain, the more likely you are to own, and vice versa. So if you look at a player and you say, you know what, I don't probably am not going to, there's not a match where I could see myself captaining him in the next two or three weeks or four weeks or whatever. Right. Therefore, I'm going to swap him for someone else. Does that, I mean, do you feel like that Yes, matters? that makes total sense. But okay. I think with Kane and Son, this is the classic case of whether or not you already own them or not. If you don't, you're not transferring them in right now. I think a lot of people that own them are transferring them out. If you do, you're you're not like you could transfer them out, or you're going to hold on to them. But if you don't have them, you're not bringing them in. That's my okay. point. Yeah, right. I understand that. All right, Brighton has an equally. That's, tough I would say the same thing about Alexander Mitrovic as a Mitrovic. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Don't go rushing out to get him. 
even though he leads in a lot of really cool statistical categories. That don't mean anything for points. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Spurs uh, are equaled by Brighton in terms of a difficult schedule. So Lamptey owners, you know, you might not want to tran- you know, rotate him in in your four-point whatever uh, defender rotation with at Villa, Liverpool, Southampton, and at Leicester. I know I've been a lot more pro Brighton this season than in previous seasons. You know what's such a, a disappointment. You know what's a wild stat about Brighton? What? You know what they lead the Premier League in? Both there's two different categories of Do they statistic. lead the league in crosses? No. This set piece goals. No. They lead the defensive statistic of both shots uh, shots against and shots on target against. They are the best statistically. Huh. They they allow the fewest shots and the fewest shots on target of any team in the Premier League. That it, that is interesting. What is wild about it is that they're ahead of of on shots on tar or for shots allowed, they're ahead of Liverpool. Liverpool only allows eight and a half shots per match. You look at that and you're like, that's fine in a total game. Brighton allows seven. So one shot, one almost a shot and a half less per match than Liverpool does. And on target, they only allow 2.5 shots on target. Wow. 2.75 shots on target per match. And they stink. <laughs> like you look at overall and you're like, but they lose and they leak goals and it's it's they're not a defense that you're like oh no I gotta have that if that was the right. city defense which they're fourth on that list for example I think you'd you'd say how many clean sheets do they have all no one's getting a shot on target and here we are talking about what fifteenth place Brighton yeah. or something like Interesting. that anyway there are four clubs when you do the math of the color coding chart who have the easiest schedule. They both have a 10. So again, the median is 12. Fulham is worst with 15. There are four clubs when you add up the numbers, they get you to 10. The first one is Aston Villa. Brighton at West Ham, Newcastle at Wolves. Nothing scares you there. Except S- except Wolves a little bit. Second, uh, Wolves a little bit. Second is Crystal Palace at Burnley, Newcastle at West Brom, Spurs. Yeah. Pretty That's a good. nice next three matches, especially. Everton at Fulham, Leeds at Burnley, Chelsea. So, again, another club. Their next three matches are looking nice. I'm probably not sending out DCL, but if he gives you nothing in those three matches or very little, he's probably coming out for a lot of people by the time they play Chelsea. And then finally, it's Leicester. They have at Liverpool, but then after that, Fulham at Sheffield, yeah. Brighton. That's why, that's why I was saying Vardy. Again, does anything this, scare this you? Liverpool. I'm dead serious. Are you? Does anything scare you about them playing against Liverpool? No, nothing. Are, are you? I mean, are you confident that Liverpool can get a result against Leicester City? I'm hopeful. That's not the same as confident, right? That's what I mean. I, I, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, and they're. I mean, here's the thing: manager to manager, hey, preparation for preparation. A... You take Klopp over over Rod, Brendan Rodgers for sure. But but Rodgers is better early in a season than he is late. Liverpool hopefully will never be weaker than they're going to be in this match. This hopefully the, the Anfield streak is 
I think, at risk this match. This is a sh- it's and it makes sh- you sense. Know? You're going to have maybe a, a rusty Fabinho at Salah, center back. Salah won't be on the pitch. Salah will be out. But, I mean, you've got a great. I was going to say, it's Shakiri time. Or, or Rigi. I mean, Rigi's there waiting to come on. Did you hear what I said? I said it's Shakiri the- time. Joda can no, fill in time. and you're, Firmino. You're assuming that they don't get the COVID. I, who knows at this point? But I think Milner could make it for a couple of matches at right back. I mean, but it's all like this is what you have squad depth for. You plan, you prepare a squad just for this. Scott, but it's Var- Vardy's going to be running off Milner's back shoulder. Listen, Vardy's going to be countering against a potential backline uh, of Matt Fabinho, Williams. Matip, Milner. And Robertson, I you better hope Robertson can cover the say, entire side to side. And on Robertson that pitch. and Robertson's got his he's own knock. He's got his right? own knock to deal with over the international break. So uh, we'll see. It's going to be rough. Absolutely going to be rough, Dave. This is why I was saying too, given that schedule, and given what I just said to you a little bit ago about how prolific Harvey Barnes has been with Leicester up to this point, Ryan. It's the reason why I have right. not I have not been in a Harv. rush to get rid of Harv H A R V. What about Harv? With an exclamation point, Harv! I just love him. Sure. I just feel like there's so much to love about him. I and his love him. He I, says, "I you is Harv your new Gilfy? Love me some Harv." Uh, <laughs> wow, uh, that yeah. touched deep. Well, there, look, Scott. I mean, really... Gilfy Sigurdsson is there's no. It's like that one year of Ozil for you. Like, nothing will ever take away how great those moments were of Mesut Ozil for you. It's true. Gilfie Sigurdsson had numerous years like that for <laughs> okay. both Swansea sure. and for Everton. Sure. So uh, he gets to be a legend in, okay. in a few different right, Fair ways. enough. So anyway. Right. I mean, I'm never going to forget Hamezit Rod Rosal from last week. Uh, <laughs> All right. I haven't heard any updates on him. So. Six bets have been made so far this season. We're eight game weeks in. Let's revisit some of these bets. Now, one of them is very short term, and nothing's happened since we made it last week. So it almost doesn't count. So we'll get this out of the way right away. All right. Last week, you and I agreed that we would make a bet on whether or not after game week 10, so okay. after the next two matches, okay. whether or not Kurt Zuma would still be the top-scoring defender in FPL. You okay. say yes, I say no. Okay, great. And I feel confident. I know you feel confident, so we'll see feel, what happens. Feel good about it. All right. The first bet we made was Alexander Mitrovich's goals. Yeah. His goal total on the season. Golly, I hope I didn't bet for him. Uh, you did. You bet the over. I bet the under. On? 12 and a half. Yeesh. I, Honestly, though, he's been shockingly my, my condolences. My condolences to you and yours. I think he's going to have a surge. Time, I'm going to I'm going to bet on the Mitrovic surge, second half surge. In all of the stats, as I, somebody has I've mentioned owning Mitrovic, sure. as I still do, since I have not <laughs> removed him from my uh, from my team yet, wow. I might take a minus four to get to take care of that this week. Uh, nothing is more frustrating than the fact that Alexander Mitrovic has the highest xG including penalty kicks. He has almost four. His XG is 3.7, and he has scored two goals this season. There is nothing more infuriating than to see, like we talked about last week, Adamola Lookman and his <laughs> lame Panenka uh, yeah. instead wow. of Mitrovic taking wow. that kick. Mitrovic missing a penalty on another occasion Jeez. and having so many big chances 
and zero goals on all of them. So, wow, wow, wow. So you could be closer, Dave. I just would like to let you know. Okay. Um, but it just is not happening for him so far this season. We've made two other bets. This is just one of three. Mitra Rich is one of three bets we've made on goal totals for the season. Okay. The second one that we made was Richarlison. The bet was at 14 and a half. His injuries. And optimistic right Dave, as usual, took the over. So far, Richarlison with one goal on the season. Same, Dave. Yeah. I just told you. He can bounce back, though. There's no doubt. There's no doubt he can bounce back. He has missed the last... He's missed the last three matches. Heck, he could score five against Fulham as soon as he gets back this weekend. He could have a – what's a five-banger? That is an Abe Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> he's scoring Abe? We he, talked he about an honest Abe. An honest Abe. I hope it happens. Okay. Oh, please, God. Because we went – we uh, it was quarter one pounder. goal is normal. Yeah. Two goals, obviously, a brace. brace. No one's changing that. Yeah. Three goals, a hat, hat trick. trick. No one's never ever changing, changing that. Four, we made four. Is four, four, four is a quarter, quarter pounder, pounder, for yeah. sure. And then the five was a, the old Abe. Abe the honest Abe. Or an honest Abe. Whichever you prefer. Perfect. Perfect. Great. When you asked him that question, he, like, blinked. And then it was there. The answer came out. This is how Brian's humor works, and I can't even understand it. We could just rename every segment. We talked about this. Right. <laughs> Remember when we talked about this? We have five years of history here to go back through, yeah. and only like twenty oh, percent of anyone listening at this point oh, has been here that long. I don't even know if that's true, but that's yeah, a making wild up stats stat. now. Sure, anyway. Brian, that's great. Were you making up the other stats too? No, all those other stats are based on uh-huh. actual stats. Okay, all right. Uh, the third bet that we made on goal totals was for Ollie Watkins. You again bet the over, and I again, I, I must be a pessimist or something. Yeah, negative I bet Nancy the under uh, on Ollie Watkins, nine and a half. Yeah. He's got six. I feel good about that, Scott. <laughs> feel good yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm not that. winning that one, that's for sure. Feel good about that. Uh, that's not so good. Now, you hey, and I. Hey, you said the same thing about Pookie. I well, you sat here for week after week after week. It's true. true, crying into your beer about Pookie. Crying I said he wouldn't get to a dozen. like a like a shrieking tiny. <laughs> That's the worst bet baby. I've ever lost, especially uh, the last week and yet, when he had a one on one with the keeper and blew it. I never wavered. I never wait. I knew he wouldn't. You should have lost it. I absolutely should have lost it, but oh, I knew that I was going to win it. You should have lost it every week. From week 20 to week 38, it should have happened. You sat on 11 for so long. And then all those matches at the end where you just sat in the stands. All right. Fourth bet was uh, Leeds' position in the Premier League table. Hey, now. Brian. You're not a part of this, but Dave. No, I'm interested said, though. Said that I probably <laughs> instigated it, so whatever it is, you might yeah, have. it's probably true. Uh, Dave, you said they would finish 11th or better. Mm. I said 12th or worse. Okay. Currently, Leeds they're at 11 and a half in 15th place. Uh, not they, for long. Don't they, you worry don't about know. that, Scooter. They can get there, don't you think? I feel great about this bet. <laughs> okay. Leeds, Leeds is not going to be terrible, but, Leeds but they're is going, not going to be top half. Leeds is going to stay up, and the quality... Who's in 11th right now? Uh, 11th is Arsenal. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. 10th is City. Uh, I mean, it's been a wonky... It's been a wonky first half. Yeah, but look at the teams above them. Okay, so Southampton isn't going to stay fourth. 
right? Southampton's not going to stay fourth, but Villa's I, I not don't stay know. Is Southampton, that's a bet you guys should do right now. It will Southampton finish below tenth? Will oh, their yeah. will their final position in the table be below tenth? Yes, no doubt. I'm tempted to say no. That's what I mean. There are only hold th- on. You're so on it. I'll take that bet. You think you are so below ten? I'll take ten and above. Southampton. I I, I think you just baited me into another bet. Look, Danny Ings is not going to be injured forever. We even if he is chase there on the chase. Let's say that. Let's say he does. Let's say he is superhuman, and those tat the tat ink goes straight to his knee (laughs) ligaments, and it heals him somehow, and he goes four weeks. (laughs) What in the world? So I would say this. I think. out Leicester's not gonna Leicester's six zero and two. Leicester is not dropping out of the top ten. Absolutely no, not. I'm not saying they're gonna drop out of the top ten, but they're not gonna continue to what stay I'm up saying there is, in the top four or top six. They might stay in the top six. I don't know. I don't think Why they're gonna not? stay in the top. I don't know if they have staying power in the top four. James Madison is still not playing routinely for them. So that and they have nothing. their and they have their best defender still to play. I just feel I feel like Leicester and I mean I, I'm not saying they're going to be title can, contenders. You know what though, and 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 they of course they get Liverpool when like Liverpool's the weakest they've been in I don't know four or five years. They're going to lose four to one. Leicester, yeah. You think Klopp's going to rally the troops? I feel like it's the ghosts. Be. Of, ghosts of Anfield are going to oh, come out. Oh, Casper Schmeichel's head yeah. injury. Now that is something of significance for them because you might be talking about a not Casper Schmeichel goalkeeper. He hit his head pretty hard in the the Denmark's. He got knocked out. He did yeah. not get hit pretty hard. No, he got hit. No, I, he got. He hit. got knocked out. Danny Ward, Brian, is Schmeichel's backup. You know how guys rally around the backup goalkeeper. Look at the way Liverpool treats Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I would prefer Arsenal and Emiliano Martinez. Look at the way Ar- <laughs> look at the way Arsenal really. <laughs> Rallied around uh, Emiliano Martinez. Yeah, no, Aston I, Villa's Emiliano Martinez. Maybe there are goals in this if Casper's out. Who knows? Joda. I mean, essentially, you're you're losing Sally. You're bringing Firmino back in. I know Firmino hasn't been great in terms of the flashy stats, but you still have Joda, you know, in there, obviously filling in as well, um, staying in the starting lineup. You're going to have a, an impressive front three still. The midfield will be okay. It's the back line that you have to figure out. And it, it's it's going to be interesting. It could very well be 4-2. But if you're the one scoring four, that's fine. If you're, uh, if you're going on historical precedent here, this is a match to Captain Mane. If, if Salah really... Captain Sadio Mane. If, Sa- if, Salah, re- if Salah really is out, Sadio Mane, every time, you, Ma- every time Salah was out, Mane, Mane went bonkers. I don't own him, and I'm not going to. I've already made my moves. I'm not bringing in Sadio Mane. But if I had him, I would I would triple captain him. I'm probably triple captaining Bruno as I sit here. What if I say guts I, on next I, Friday morning or next Friday afternoon when I finalize my lineup, I'm going to hit the triple captain on Bruno. Unless I hear something about a Portuguese outbreak of COVID. Is he in the Portugal squad this week? Okay. He and Jota could have been hanging together. Yeah, if they've got another outbreak, you know, it's not Ronaldo this time, right? Because he already, he already got it. He already got it. It somehow didn't affect anyone else. Well, it's, who knows how these things are working in these, in these countries. Hey, there's one more bet. We've All got right. seven of them now. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Southampton, 
again, I've got the under. I'm, I'm always the negative one. Um, one of these days, we're going to make a bet on something I believe in, by the way. Uh, it's another Ollie Watkins. But I'm, I'm, I love the bets that don't involve Ollie Watkins for me. Let's just be honest. Um, from game week five and forward, it was um, who is going to score more goals, Ollie Watkins or Rianne Brewster? I don't need to tell you how many goals Rand Brewster scored so far this season. So yeah. Ollie Watkins is doing great there. Brewster's got a little bit to learn, and he's dinged up a little bit. All right, those are the bets. Now, gentlemen, let's bring this episode home, this international break episode. Anything you've done to your lineup for game week nine, Dave, tell us about it. Officially, I've only done a Bruno Fernandez, James Rodriguez swap. But I just... Through this pot, I've been tinkering and tankering with my lineup to see what a wild card team could look like. It's fine. I I I'm, I'm I really want Grealish. I want Grealish so bad in my lineup, and I can't get him because of bloody Jed Steer. <laughs> my back, so that's killing me. I've got to change my backup keeper. So I don't know. I, I think I'm probably just gonna, for the first time in a long time, not take a negative four if I don't have to. I'll keep my eye on Sterling. I need I need a I need a full starting eleven. I need eleven best friends out there. And you already said you're in Captain Bruno. I am captaining Bruno for sure. Brian, um, I had already made my move. Uh, I said last week, Thomas Rodriguez to Jack Grealish, Dave. Uh, yep. That leaves me two point two uh, trillion, billion pound dollars in my bank, um, which is just enough to get me from Alexander Mitrovic to someone who is a minimum of 7.9. Oh, that's and a lot of, course, of good choices. That of course, that includes Dominic Calvert-Lewin. That includes uh, anyone less than him. Watkins, Bamford. I already have Ollie Watkins, and I am not selling Kane or Son uh, going into this week. Obviously, Salah would be a priority, depending on how bad Ben Chilwell's back injury is, which doesn't seem to be too bad. Uh, for England, as he was withdrawn early uh, this past, uh, the last match they had this weekend, um, depending on what happens with him. I still have enough as it is right now uh, to play a 3-4-3. Three, three. So, uh, and that would be with James Justin, which I don't love that. Yeah. Currently, my captain is on, my captain is currently on Ollie Watkins. If wow. things were to stay as they are right now, I would oh I would I would have a tough time picking between Ollie and Jack Grealish, given that they play Brighton. Um, if I switch from Mitrovic to I really I am really tempted by Richarlison, but it's the travel that's throwing me off. Mm, okay. Um, I really want to keep my eye on that. Uh, Calvert Lewin is obviously a really stable pick, but but yeah, Scott, I like I like those guys. Right now, it's on Bruno, and like I said, I really feel like I might need to throw out a rando triple captain out there just to make up some points, hoping that Bruno helps me bank some of them, hosting West Brom. I mean, I've got Salah, and I've got Chilwell in my lineup, so I'm obviously nervous. This is a this is an important week to have a bench. Tyrek Mitchell's at the end of my bench, not doing anything, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't love that you know St. Maximan hosting Chelsea and Kyle Walker-Peters at Wolves are sitting on my bench, but I know they're going to play. Right. So, at least I, as of now, worst case scenario, I should have eleven guys who play. It's not a great week when that's what your your that's, biggest hope that's is. That's what I'm hoping for, Scott. Yeah, but uh, I I think Bruno on the triple captain. And as I've already mentioned, I did make a change from what I said I was going to do on the pod last week, okay. so I should mention that. So TAA Brewster out, uh, and Bamford's back in. 
against Arsenal, so I feel okay with that. Yep. And I ended up going with Max Kilman instead of Matt Target. Sure. Uh, which gives me 1.6 pounds on my bench. And uh, obviously, I'm going to wait until I've got, you know, a free transfer again next week to do something with that. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do. Uh, probably St. Maximan out with a free transfer next week. I can go up with 1.6 pounds in the bank. Just to clarify, since Google is everyone's friend on this, <laughs> if Mo Salah... Uh, he is isolating. If he tests negative, by the time you hear this, we might have an answer on this. If he tests negative on Thursday, he should be clear for the weekend. So there, it's not. This is not an orange triangle on Mo Salah is not a reason to dump him. It, it tell could, it to the two hundred fifty thousand who already did. Look, everyone, if he, if he plays against Leicester and scores a goal, number one. I don't even know what to make of COVID protocols for football anymore. Mm, I mean, I, I said this on our Slack workspace. We're, yeah. in, we're in America. It's the FPL America podcast. If Trevor Lawrence in the football is essential American South can't make it back for the Notre Dame football game last weekend because he had COVID, there's no chance in hell Mo Salah should be playing this coming Saturday against Leicester City. Scott, this is not a college football podcast. It's not. Yeah. Well, I. I just my point. Right. My point remains. I'm with you. I, I get it. Even still, you know, it, it, that's why it's the dumb mass move of the week. Whether it's yeah. zero weeks or one week, the guy's coming back, and he's gonna probably get more penalty kick goals after that. So you you keep Mo Salah, and I, like I said, he's gonna be in my eleven. He's gonna be in my eleven, and yeah, then I, and then Saint Maximan will come in off the bench if he doesn't play. I think play. if you're setting your lineup. As of this moment, I think you set your lineup with the assumption that Salah, you just you put him in there. Because if he ends up playing, it's not like you're going to have like a, oh, Mo's only going to be able to play for you know 30 minutes because mm-hmm. of a, a knock or an injury. No, it's COVID. He's going to play. He's probably going to play at least right. 60, if not 90 plus right. minutes. You'll know, you'll have an answer before, you know, easily before Saturday. You'll know, one, you'll know 100% whether or not he's going to be available. He should not be playing. Though, let's just be clear. Crystal. I understand that. Dave. Yep. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. Find us at FPL America or FPL America Podcast and all those places. When players are returning throughout this week and these color-coded triangles on players change, Mm. we will be updating you on social media. We'll do our best, Scott. We wish we could say that there was an injury protocol that we could follow in order to update everyone and or direct people to those places. The best we could do is follow Aunt Matt Dittery That's on right. Twitter. That's right. That would be the direction to go. That is the way we would like to go and or also check out the posted uh, manager press conferences that will be coming out um, the Friday and Saturday before the matches. Hey, for the fancy... Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>